welcome to Horror Originals podcast. I am Mansi and I am your storyteller. This is the first episode of Horror Originals podcast and I hope you will enjoy my story. Today's story is Shadow of a Woman. Kushal's room was always cold. He had just moved into an apartment with his mother in Bangalore. It was a new town, a new beginning for the two. Their apartment was in a newly constructed building, not more than 3 years old, and most of the houses were occupied. It was the second last building in the lane, followed by two more buildings on the adjacent. His room was in the southmost corner and got almost no sunlight. Compared to South Mumbai's noise and lights, Belandur was dull and boring. The construction around the area left so much dust in the air that the 12-year-old was left sneezing chronically. Bangalore itself was colder and breezier in December compared to Mumbai. He had a hard time adjusting in the new weather. He felt he was already bothering his mother quite a lot with his health. She was working overtime to adjust in the new working culture and setting up the house, and he didn't want to trouble her anymore. Not with his illusions. A few days after moving in, Kushal had fallen sick with cold and fever. His mother had got him medicines, appointed a maid to look after him while she was in the office, and was also coming back early from work to look after him. He felt guilty. Don't worry, mom. I'll be okay, he would say. She would sigh and kiss his burning forehead. He knew how much she missed his dad, the man who had left them, abandoned them for another woman. The duo could do with some help at times like these, but her mother had decided to move on despite the emotional hurdles and start a new life, away from all the messy memories and feelings. He had resolved to help her with her decision. In the midst of all this, this shadow of a woman came to his balcony. Kushal had almost recovered from his fever. He was sitting up, staring at a wall in front of him listlessly. His body was weak and the skin around his blocked nose was chapped. He tried to breathe, but his head hurt. Suddenly, the shimes hanging on the curtain rod over the sliding door jingled. The curtains fluttered. He frowned and looked at the bay window of his room. The sliding door opened to a balcony, covered with grills, and faced a grey wall of the adjacent building. There was no window on that grey wall. Only the breeze would break inside the narrow gap and shake his window sometimes. He had never kept the window open since day one in that house. How are the curtains moving? He thought as he sat, his legs in no state to support his weight. Why are the bills shining? That was when he saw it. A shadow of a woman standing in his balcony. He froze, unable to shout. The woman was in a long dress. The sleeves of her dress had many ruffles moving in the wind outside. He could also make out that she had a wheel over her head and that her face was turned towards him. He gulped. 
All he could see was a silhouette cast over the white curtains in his room. It was closing in, becoming bigger and blacker. Baba! He flinched as the maid knocked, calling him Baba or Little Master in Hindi, and came inside with a mashed apple pancake and hot milk. What happened? She kept the tray down and put a palm over his sweaty forehead. It was cold. Looks like your fever is down. But why are you looking so scared? I... I'm just feeling weak, he said, glancing at the curtain. The shadow was gone and the curtains were still. The bells were silent. Over the next few days, he avoided looking at the window. Books kept him occupied. He recovered completely and started going to school. The new atmosphere cheered him up and he also made new friends. TV kept him busy and out of his room. Or maybe it was a subconscious decision to stay in the hall most of the time. He would glance at the curtains hanging on every door in his house from time to time, holding his breath, in case he saw that shadow again. But it was all his imagination, it seemed. The shadow did not reappear. A month went by and he forgot about the shadow. Then, on a Sunday morning, the chimes clinked again. His window shook with wind and the white curtains fluttered. The shadow of the lady appeared and turned towards Kushal. She was facing him. The wheel over her face was moving like a wave in the wind. He dropped the towel that he was drying himself with and ran out of the room. His heart raised unabated. Kushal, what's wrong? His mother asked. He shook his head and blocked the door to his room. His mother frowned in amusement and pushed the door open. Don't go inside, ma. Oh, come on, what are you hiding? She looked all around. There was nothing out of normal. The chimes were clinking and a cold breeze was sweeping in through the crack in the sliding window glass. Someone had left it open. Ah, this maid! I always tell her not to keep the windows open after cleaning. You just recovered too. She walked towards the sliding door, despite Kushal's pleading. Look at the balcony. Has she ever cleaned it? The balcony was covered in dust and leaves. I asked her not to go out there, ma. He held his mother's arm, trying to stop her from stepping outside. Please, please don't go out. Don't do that, Kushal. Let me check what this woman is not doing. She slid open the door and stepped outside, despite her son's pleas. Look at the mess. Let her come tomorrow and I'll teach her a lesson in cleaning. She stepped back inside and shut the door. He watched her go out and into the kitchen, cutting brinjals for lunch. Kushal sighed with relief. This relief, however, was not to last. He heard a loud clacking of heels at night. When he squinted his eyes open and checked his phone, it was 3 a.m. Someone was walking outside his room and pacing in the hall. He gasped and sealed his mouth with a palm. Out in the hall, his mother stood in a long white dress of a bride. She moved her hands in eerie waves and layered ruffles of her sleeves 
fell over her wrists. She had made a makeshift wheel from a white chiffon sari and clipped it over her head. She was humming a strange tune in a shrill voice, moving her head sideways at each la, la, la. The window in the hall was shaking, as if a strong wind was blowing. She stopped her humming suddenly. Kushal tried to muffle his breathing, but how could he silence his heartbeat? The woman, not his mother anymore, turned back towards him. Her eyes were wide, her smile was wider. She had painted her face strangely in red lipstick. The liner over her eyelids gave an appearance of punched eyes. Hey, my son, how are you feeling now? She asked in a distant voice and stepped towards him. Click, clack, click. Mom, you never had a dress like that. His voice trembled as bad as his body. I, I think we should go sleep, Ma. It's quite late. He needed to bolt the door from the inside and wait till she was back to her normal self. But before he could, the click-clack became a clatter and she ran and pushed the door open. Kushal fell with a loud shriek. No one was there to hear him. He was surrounded by walls. Let me sing you a lullaby, my son, to make you sleep in peace. Her dark figure, adorned in a white dress, loomed over him. He crawled backwards with his elbows and hid under his bed. Bad boy, why are you hiding away? She flicked the sheet from the edges of the bed and bent to look at him. You men are all the same. He hid away too when I found out what he had done before our wedding. It made no sense to him. It was not her mother for sure. He screamed when she crawled under the bed to get him. He wriggles out from the other end and decided to run for it. Just when he crawled out, the woman's hand clasped his ankle. He tripped, falling over the sliding glass window. The metal frame rattled and the bells chimed. Stop! His mother backed away, moving out from under the window to the opposite corner of his room and pressed the sides of her head. That cursed sound! Stop it! Usually, he always listened to what she said, but this was not the time to obey her. He shook the shine with the thread dangling at the end. His mother screamed and fell backwards on the floor, writhing. With all his might and tears of fright streaming down his face, Kushal shook the bells. He shook them till his arms ached. They jingled in highs and lows. They chimed and vibrated throughout the house. After a few minutes that felt like ages, his mother's chest lifted up in the air as if a thread was pulling her heart up and fell with a dull thud. At the same time, something flew out of her in the opposite direction, like a grey gust of wind, banging the doors of the house and crashing through the window out in the hall. His mother lay unconscious on the floor, breathing hard and burning in mad fever. When he rushed to her side and knelt, he saw that the dress she wore was but her usual nightgown, pink with red and black flowers. He removed her heels, her makeshift wheel, cleaned her face and took her in his lap, crying incessantly. 
Her eyes flickered open at the divine time of four in the morning. She tried to speak, but her throat was burning with feverish breath. Ma, it is fine. You passed out. You were sleepwalking. It is all right now. He hugged her tightly, praying it never happens again. After that night, she was in no state to go anywhere for next few days. The fever had made her weak and unable to walk. Thankfully, she was recovering fast. She rested for a few days at home, and it was Kushal's turn to take care of her. Their maid was generous enough to stay longer every day and make dinner for the two. Watching the little boy hold his mother's hand and smile while she ate porridge was heartwarming. She even helped him seal the balcony window in his room and get holy shimes from a monastery. Though Kushal never told her why he wanted to do it. He didn't tell his mother about the truth of the horrifying night either. The shimes hung at every door and window of the house. He sometimes spotted a shadow lurking around behind the curtains of his room's balcony window, but the moment it closed in, the shimes would chase it away. Thanks for listening to my story all the way. If you want to hear more spine-chilling stories, follow Horror Originals. Do share and leave your thoughts in the comments. A small note on the copyright for the background music used. Please do not add this audio content to the YouTube content ID system. I have used background music owned by Fesselian Studios. Tune back in next week. I'll see you then.